You're listening to Redemption Cast Season 5, Episodes 21 and 22, Power Play and Not Fade Away. Um, this is the finale, the last two episodes. Oh my god, we're here. Oh, we're here! Angels of Vampire Who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge of Whipperman Heart. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angels of Vampire Man. This is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight. So Kim S O D. My name is Robin. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. And I am Kimberly. And I think that was slick that I all of a sudden realized I didn't write a summary down and just kind of winged it. I think that went all right. Yep. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we watched the finale and uh, together. So it's pretty cool that we got some uh, first thoughts about the finale, like live and in person. And now we can go through uh, both the... Um, penultimate episode and the finale in detail and discuss mm-hmm. and all the facts surrounding it. So, are you psyched? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself excited. Thanksgiving You're weekend has been rough. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, the first episode is Power Play. Um, that was released on May 12th, 2004, written by David Fury. Uh, David Fury says that in early planning of this episode, they did not want, they, they did want to have, yeah, they wanted to have Buffy guest, just like Angel guested in, um, P- Buffy's penultimate episode. But, uh, then they wound up not doing it mostly because, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was, uh, filming The Grudge. Um, however, they did find really, she couldn't take five <laughs> minutes out of her day to solve filming that horrible movie to be on <laughs> what a was show she, that she was, was that in Japan. Yeah. Was I don't know where she was filming that. I've, yeah. I'm assuming it was Japan, but, um, however, Whatever. they did find out she would be available to, to appear in the finale. Um, however, they decided not to do it. Um, showrunner Jeffrey Bell oh, said, really? Really? They said to force her into the very last episode to reread stuff that we already dealt with just didn't make any sense. So they felt like they kind of uh-huh. wrapped Buffy up already. Really? Yep. I was I was just waiting for her to show up. I'm like, <laughs> where the hell is Buffy? When is she going to show up? Like, she has to. Aw. Like, well... If she, I mean, okay, if it is true, if they did try to get her, I mean, or if she did want to come back, I just don't, I don't know. I just had a feeling that I just felt like she was done mm-hmm. and she was ready to move on. But uh, mm-hmm. if if they did try to bring her back, it's best that if it just didn't work, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't want her to come, just as a gimmick. Yeah. You know, and it t- to lessen the the series and the finale then it's best that it didn't happen i think it would be cool if they just kind of had like like when angel returned it was like the end of one episode into the beginning of the next and then she sent him away saying she's cookie dough so which is probably probably (laughs) one of the best moments of the series besides the umbrella incident um (laughs) (laughs) uh uh so i'm 
I don't know. I, I probably would have liked it if, uh, you know, there's several times when Angel is being beat to death uh, in this, in the finale especially, and where he could have, like, had, like, a daydream or something of talking to her or something oh, like that, yeah. you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, if she, if she was the person that he met up with instead of Connor in the finale, would that have been cool? Yeah. I think that would have been cool. But then again, it's like... Then she would have to show up at Wolfman Heart, and would Angel tell her to leave? Be able to tell her to leave if there was a big fight coming? I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, Buffy would have stayed. She would have to fight with him. Yeah. Well, we we hope. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "You're good. <laughs> I got the immortal in uh, Rome." Actually, it was a joke. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's silly, Andrew. Um, (laughs) Okay, so let's get into power play. Um, So this starts off with Angel jumping through fire to find a guy being beaten to death. We don't really see who the guy is. um, And we think that he's about to get rescued. But then Angel vamps out and bites his neck. And then just like kind of twists it and he falls dead. Very Jenny Calendar-like. (laughs) Uh And in which we're like What? What happened? Yeah, when I first saw that scene I thought um, I was thinking about uh, Suburban Purgatory And how they had that entrance That was all flames So I was like Is this person being held In Suburban Purgatory For this ritual? I don't know Mm -hmm. I think they just kind of Reused that furnace (laughs) Alright, so um, We go 19 hours earlier And Nina and Angel and in bed together, post-coitus, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and what a blow to your ego when you have sex with Angel and it, do, it doesn't make him perfectly happy. <laughs> like, how you, like, how embarrassing. Not like his not Roman friend. <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> the same thing. And then I thought, oh, he's hiding it because he's a jealous <gasps> And then I was like, oh, no, she doesn't do it for him. <laughs> uh, Angel, or Nina is impressed by Angel's prowess, but now notices his brow is back. What is he worried about? Um, and uh, Nina then suggests a vacation at Temptation Island, even if he has to make love on the beach all by himself. Uh, <laughs> Angel says there's something he has to do and isn't sure he likes who he is. Uh, Nina says he's a hero, and he says he might not always be. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, we go to the hallways of Wolfram and Hart. Spike is talking with Lyria about haunting the halls of Wolfram and Hart and kind of sympathizes with her. He says, maybe get out sometime. Um, Spike asks about Wesley, and Lyria says they are no longer having intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, she's basically talking about... She means, like, intercourse with their mouths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like- Wait, what? <laughs> 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 um... Spike is stunned, but she means they're not talking since she pretended to be Fred before. And uh, Spike says that looking like Fred is the most devastating power that Illyria has. Uh-huh. Oh. And uh, yeah, we all miss Fred. Um, and it's funny, I was, um, my mother and I were actually talking about people dying when I took her out to like her birthday dinner last week. Oh, what a son you are. 
<laughs> I wasn't like so. Uh, Watching the clock so here, happy Ma. birthday. How do you want to die? <laughs> no, she kind of brought it up. She was talking about like mortality or whatever. But uh, she totally made me double take when she mentioned that, you know, how the people that we care about when they die, it's like a hole in the world. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you watch mm-hmm. an angel, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a commonly, maybe it's a reference to something, you know, maybe it's something... Yeah, I don't know. From a book or, you know, a literary reference or <laughs> something. Um, so Angel and later uh, Angel and Gunn are introduced to Senator Brucker and her vampire aide Ernesto, who is game for some virgin blood. Um, Harmony wants some too, but Angel says no. So, uh, yeah, demonic senator, the vampire aide. This, okay. Um Wesley then shows up and reports to Angel about a Barrett's demon, um, which is funny. This guy, the Barrett's demon, is named after uh, Joss's assistant, Michael Barrett's, which is funny that they write that that the line is like, "Oh, bloody Barrett's, nasty buggers, stink to high heaven." <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Barrett's demon's last victim, Stacy Bluth, which was an Arrested Development crossover, apparently. <laughs> um, Angel um, disregards her as a statistic We can't save everybody And we can't sweat the small stuff um, And so that makes Everybody question Like oh, what is Angel doing He thinks uh-huh. that That what we do Is not a big deal anymore Yep, That's small potatoes uh, Spike offers to tussle with the demon Illyria is angry about being ignored But you know not really about being ignored. She's just angry, you know. Uh, Nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Yeah, because Wesley didn't even acknowledge her existence <laughs> yeah, right. there. And she was like, what? So Spike offers to bring her along to hit, go hit something. Yeah. Spike and Illyria are in the same boat. They're, if they're not being violent, they, do, they don't have anything bored. to do. <laughs> yeah. um, in Angel's office, uh, he's meeting with the senator. We find out about Mike Connolly. Uh, who is Senator Brecker's rival? He's got this super patriotic ad. Um, strangely enough, uh, the actor Ted Connolly played Sajan, so I don't know if they got the last name from him or what. <laughs> um, Brecker wants them to ruin Connolly. They want she wants um, them to just basically brainwash him into thinking he's a pedophile, which is wow, that's pretty <laughs> monstrous. Uh, Gunn tells her no way, but Angel shuts him down and says, "Oh yeah, we'll do it." Um, meanwhile, Wesley's like, is this the part where she says, I didn't drag myself out of hell and be put into a human body <laughs> to just give up right. or, or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't have the quote down. Um, meanwhile, Wesley's looking at his, uh, book and all of a sudden it starts saying, it says that he's looking in the wrong place and then shows a circle with black thorns. Somebody's leaving him a message. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who could it be? <laughs> Kim, did you think it was Angel right away? Do you, do you remember? Not at all. I was totally duped. Were you thinking this? Oh, I was, well, I was thinking that, well, that too. Because I was thinking praying so hard for Angelus. No. <laughs> I thought he was going to, I thought he was crossing over. Like, I honestly did not, Angel wasn't on my radar at all. <laughs> See, I, would, I wouldn't think that Angel would know how to do that. Because Angel would get Wesley if Wesley if Angel needed to do something like that, he would have to get Wesley to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe know. he did call Giles. Who yeah. else? 
It's like, why don't you just tell him? Why are you telling me to leave a message in his book? <laughs> just do it, Giles. Um, so, meanwhile, Angel's playing racquetball with the devil. Um, <laughs> uh, his name is Israel. They, they call him Izzy, uh, which is funny because that's my daughter's name. Um, uh, he says that the fell brethren are happy with him. Angel says, asks how long he has to wait, and Izzy says, not, not long. Um, I also love. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It's a funny. It's a funny scene because it's like kind of, uh, you know, it's so corporate mm-hmm. playing, you know, going and playing a sport to uh, do business. Right. Yeah, I love this as a payoff to a gag that was in your welcome, where Cordy walks yeah. out of the office and Izzy's like, "See if her racquetball." <laughs> See, I would rather that stuff just yeah, it be standalone and. <laughs> Sometimes when you follow through with things, it makes it less funny. Yeah. Or. <laughs> uh, so uh, Spike and Illyria go on a field trip to an abandoned amusement park. They muse about Angel, who Illyria says is corrupted. Um, Spike doesn't believe it. He's sure he would know it. And Illyria says soon he'll turn against one against his intimates. <laughs> Spike says they've never yeah. been intimate. Well, except for that one time. <laughs> Uh, okay yeah there's all these little quick little uh, insinuations that angel is going to kill one of his lieutenants or whatever Mm -hmm. one of one of the group and okay so i'm getting the time mixed up okay at the beginning we saw him angel bite him but then we backed up to 19 19 hours earlier and then what is the – I don't – like, I'm confused. This confuses me. We're still in the 19 hours earlier part. This has – the initiation hasn't happened. Be- okay. Because and the, so, they run into Drogon, who is the person that Angel kills. So Yes. So at the end of this episode, we see the beginning of the episode. So at the end of this episode, he kills Drogon. I think midway. When, midway. Okay. So when Drogon and talks to Spike – at the uh, abandoned amusement park, he said that Angel did this to him. No, um, so uh, Drogon says he's there to warn them um, that Angel that it was um, Angel that hurt him. Basically, he looks kind of beat up, and yes. he says it was Angel that hurt him. But later, he says, um, uh, "Where's my notes for that?" He says a Angel sent a Sathari demon after him, and. Um, so, uh, apparently after Drogon got the upper hand on the demon, um, it admitted that Angel thought he said he was afraid that Drogon would find something in the deeper well about Angel being instrumental in Illyria's resurrection because he okay. needed a sacrifice. Okay. So it's everybody's fault that, that Fred died? No, this is a whole story that makes it so the, the gang doesn't trust Angel anymore. And, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, they take. Uh, see, when you said insinuation, I thought you were talking about the fact that Spike and Angel uh, have done something together. Had a thing? Homoeroticism? I don't think that's true. You don't think so? You don't think that. probably partakes in some sort of orgy somewhere. Yeah, it's probably that. some kind of. What is it? The devil's. Triangle. Whoa. Oh my goodness. That's a drinking game, Steph. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot. Beer, yeah. Okay. No, they they, did the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) (laughs) They called um 
they called Angel, Darla, Spike, and Drew the whirlwind, the whirlwind at one time. So I wonder if there was a, a whirlwind of, a, of, of an evening now and then between all four of them. Mm. So. Uh, so Wesley draws a symbol, which Harmony thinks would be a great calf tattoo for him. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would not. <laughs> he finds uh, Angel talking to Marcus and is just like immediately dismissed. Uh, and he- yeah, yeah, because Wesley's like, uh, Hamilton, can you give Hamilton. us, Marcus, can you, Hamilton, <laughs> will you give us a second or something like Like, Wesley assumes that Angel's going to kick Marcus out, yeah. but he does it. He kicks him out. Yep. Uh-huh. And then he walks into, he runs into Lauren, who says that Angel's been firing some of his celebrity clients who were gearing up for Young Guns 3. <laughs> and they're like on the ledge, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then in Wesley's office, he, Gunn, and Lauren uh, talk about how Angel isn't acting right, and then they get a call from Spike. And that, that now we're back at Spike's place where Drogon's telling his story. Um, mm-hmm. You know that Angel could have been the reason why Fred got killed, and they all they don't believe it. They call Drogon a liar, but Spike then reminds us that Drogon does not lie. Um, Wesley talks about how Drogon was given eternal youth a thousand years ago, and that he's he's basically original Watchers Council. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley, sh- yeah, they use Spike's apartment to talk freely. Yeah, Spike's apartment gets a lot of use in these last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley shows him the sim- them the symbol and is like, "Well, who's dropping clues and why is Angel made this sudden change?" Illyria thinks that it's a sign that the corrupted Angel is about to make his move, and Wesley wants to talk to Angel though. Uh, Spike asks Alaria to watch Drogon because she could care less about human drama, and he offers some mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot to play with Drogon. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the four of them ask Angel what business they're in. Angel launches into evil monologue mode. It's all about uh-huh. winning. Um, Gun asks if Angelus is in control, and Kim's like, "Ah, <gasps> <laughs> uh, yeah." Um, Angel says, "If." Um, Angelus was here, half of them would be dead by now just for fun. And he says he doesn't see much difference between good and evil. Angel and Angelus said until he gets real power, global power, he accomplishes nothing. Mm. Wolfram and Hart showed him what power is. He's done worrying about the small stuff. Wesley asks uh-huh. if that includes Fred. Angel says he loved Fred, and Wesley says that's not an answer. And Angel says that, that he doesn't get one, and then he slams uh. the door in his face. What? Were you falling for it at all, Kim? Oh, yeah. You were? Okay. Well, because I was... I was hoping that he would be Angelus one more time because then that meant in the last episode, I was like, oh, he'll get his redemption and then become Angel. <laughs> there has to be a reason why his name is it's called Redemption Cat. Uh-huh. I was like... I, I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself and come up with too many theories, <laughs> but... Um, uh, because how it ended is exactly not how I p- and thought it would anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I, I was going with the whole he's jealous. Yes, awesome, great. This is amazing. <laughs> so I was totally on board. Yeah, I imagine Angelus with the power of Wolfram and Hart behind him. It would be yeah crazy. Pretty hard to take pretty him down. Spectacular. Yeah. Um. So Wesley and Lauren aren't sure what to make of this. Oh, oh, I wanted to say. Yeah, to me, um, maybe it's just on the rewatch, but 
it's so like drastically fast that Angel slips into like being evil, evil Angel here, or like power uh-huh. mad Angel. That to mm-hmm. me, it's like oh, man, this is so unbelievable. But it's also like you, you know, it's also the behind the scenes. Like, oh crap, we got two more episodes. Let's we have to have yeah. this whole like Angel is corrupted um, uh, plot kind of squeeze yeah. it in here a bit. I mean, it mostly works, but to me, it kind of feels like whoa, Angel is so obviously pretending at this point <laughs> yeah it was weird it just like the black thorn yeah people like it just Where comes out of come nowhere yeah. but but it has to come out of nowhere for the big you know reveal and i think uh-huh. it was really interesting with the bit with the you know at the end but yeah i was a little bit confused about that because i wasn't quite sure if um hamilton hamilton go ahead hamilton thank you if he was <laughs> If he was seeing, um, like, the glamour or if he actually was seeing through it because of how it morphed. Oh, I was right, like, right. oh, is he – I was like, oh, is he is he seeing the fight or is he seeing them talk? Yeah. I, what, I wasn't 100% sure, but, then, yeah, mm. he saw the glamour. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley and Lauren are not sure what to make of this. Okay, Lauren wonders if power has corrupted him because he hasn't had power like this ever. Um Spike and Gun, then Hall Lindsay in, who asks if they need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angel gives Happy Nina uh, three plane tickets for her to leave the country with her sister and niece. <laughs> it's not safe here. I'm the thing that'll hurt you. She wants him to join, but he says he can't, and then she's not so happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Back to something yeah. I really truly care about: Illyria and Drogon playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> um, Drogon and that moment when they realize, oh, it's a, it's, it's a test. <laughs> <laughs> Jogan says that Illyria needs to go back to the well and she says she wishes she never came out. Much like this pointless game, she continues to play on. Um, then Hamilton breaks in and says Drogan won't be returning home. Illyria fights him, but Hamilton pounds her face in pretty much. Um, Wesley asks Lindsay what the symbol means and says no way they take Angel. Um, Lindsay says... Um, Oh, no. Lindsay says, no way they take Angel. He's, she, he's like, scoffing that they would even consider him. Um, and so the information is to circle the Blackthorn. It's an elite group who are all about power. They're the people on this plane who make sure the apocalypse goes off. And Lindsay scoffs that Angel wouldn't even make it on their level until he killed one of his lieutenants. And the guys are like, the, the team is like, whoa. Was it because of mm-hmm. Fred? Yeah. Um, Wesley says they have to try to bring him back and Lauren wonders if it's too late. And then we go to the scene at the top of the episode where Angel goes through the fire and we see this is an initiation for Angel and that the beaten guy is Drogon and Angel kills him. Uh, so, um, Angel is branded by, um, Nexium. I mean, um, the circle, the black thorn and, um, nobody's gonna laugh. Fine. Um, Master dropped, and hey, it's Senator Brucker, it's Izzy the Red Devil, it's the Archduke Sebastus, Sivis Vale, a few others that Angel has uh, never met before. Um, they pour drinks, Sebastus calls him Angelus, but Angel says, Kim, I'm still Angel. <laughs> Senator Brucker says she's going to be taking the White House in 2008, so we have that to look forward to. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sivas was in hiding, you know, after the whole incident with Connor, but Angel says he was just pretending to look for him. Um, So, in Angel's office, the team surround him and say, the jig is up. And Angel says they figured it out. Then he says what he does is his business. That's when weapons are fired. There's punches and kicks. Suddenly, Angel grabs Thorn. It looks like he's about to kill him. And then he pulls a crystal out. Who? Lauren? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, go ahead. He pulls a crystal out. I know. Somebody's messaging us. (laughs) 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 Uh, Then he pulls a crystal out and casts a glamour. And uh, it says uh, they have six minutes to dock. He says everything you think you say... Uh, everything you think is a lie. He sent the message to Wesley. He sent the assassin to go after Drogon with the story about resurrecting Illyria because they needed to believe he had gone evil. Because if they believe it, then the circle's going to believe it. Um, Spike asks when it all started. And we flash to two months ago when Cordy gave him a kiss and she mm-hmm. passed an Im- a vision about the Blackthorn. Did that actual spark happen in the episode, or was it something they added for this one? Yeah, I think they added that in post. <laughs> okay. Because I know that in the um, the original one with Doyle, yeah. there was that spark. Right. I just was like, I didn't see it anyways. But anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, he didn't know who the circle was. And then when Fred died, he wanted it to matter. He used it to get in and find out who the main players are. And then he says, mankind is weak. Heroes don't accept that. The senior partner's baby may be eternal, but we can make their existence miserable. If we stop the circle, we bring their gears to a halt even just for a moment. And he says he's not talking about just fighting the good fight. He's talking about killing every single member of the circle. Mm-hmm. And then he warns them that they don't walk away from this. The senior partners are going to rain down hell on them. And they can't bring the senior partners down. But for one shining moment, we can show them that they don't own us. Um, then he asked them, he's like, if you have to decide for yourself um, if that's worth dying for. And I'm not going to order you, but I can't do it without you. And then one by one, Team Angel agrees to join Angel's plan. And then we pan out and we see the glamour showing them still fighting and Marcus Hamilton observing uh-huh. them quietly. Yep, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool ending. Um, Very cool. Trait cool. Kind of a, a parallel here. Um, both the Angel and Buffy uh, penultimate episodes end with that same camera shot. Something is happening in the center of a room, and the cameras pan out, and we show someone watching from the side. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, Kim? No, I don't. No. <laughs> um, at the episode End of Days, Buffy and Angel are kissing. And Spike is uh, standing off camera, and you know, w- w- and he's saying he's watching them kiss. And the first evil is in the form of Buffy, and and she says that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm. um, also there's a bit of a music cue from um, the episode where Doyle died, hero. Um, you know, just when they're like they're all deciding to sacrifice themselves. Um, that music played when Doyle sacrificed himself. And um, it says, um, the flashback to Cordelia, Doyle's musical score, and the seemingly seemingly uh, misdirection of Fred's storyline are all nods to three dead regular characters on the show. So that's all the trivia I have for Power Play. So, um, yeah, guys. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm not sure if we have any uh, uh, feedback. I think it's all pretty much for like wrapping up the episode at the end of uh, not fade, fade away. So maybe I'll save it for that. Um, do we want to do some quotes? I only have one, but I don't have any. <laughs> When you told me we don't have to do quotes anymore. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, mine is... I'm sure there's some good ones. Mine is uh, Spike and Illyria. Uh, Spike says, shh, you smell that? And Illyria says, the odors of everything in this world of men are equally repugnant to me. And Spike says, bloody helpful. <laughs> um, I mean, if we don't have any more quotes, we can do a rating and get to the big episode. <laughs> On to the next one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, since we don't have a guest, Kim, you want to start us off? Okay. So, I was pissed that he wasn't in Jealous, <laughs> but then I was happy that he kind of was. Um, I think the whole problem with the whole, like, intro cast thing is I'm trying to guess too many things, which is a deterrent, because I... I missed a lot of things because I was trying to figure out what was happening next. And that probably is uh, not just uh, a bad thing for this podcast, which is a metaphor for my life in general. <laughs> but I was, I kept trying to guess, <coughs> excuse me, where we were going. Mm. And then when he did the glamour at the end, I was kind of like, oh, I was, I, it felt a little anticlimactic, even though I'm glad that he's, you know, still a good guy. Um, I was hoping um, we would have had Angelus one more time, mm. plain and simple. <laughs> um, uh, with any, you know, second to last episode, it's always like, okay, there's the build up, So there's a lot of anticipation and uh, not filler, but there's a lot of like exposition, like, okay, we're explaining this so that eventually the next thing's going to happen and then we can wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. Um I no, I'm, I'm. I sound like I'm like not enjoying it, but I actually really did like this episode. And um, oh goodness, I don't know what I would. I don't know what I rate it because when I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this is great. This is a nine, 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 nine. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think I let myself down at the end. And I was like, "Oh, you know." So it's your so fault. I was going to give this eight out of ten. I was severely duped. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, you're trying to... You think... Uh-oh. Have I lost well, you? Well, not smarter, but you think it's trying there. to trick you, and you're trying to figure it out. Well, that's me with to... watching everything now. but Because uh-huh. I remember, I, it actually brought me back to like this class that I took. I, went, I, I actually thought this while watching the episode, uh, or watching the ending, was the worst thing you can do is write... Uh, uh, any type of story where you get everything, uh, all this anticipation, all this buildup, all this greatness, then to reveal at the end, oh, it was just a dream, <laughs> or to reveal at the, it was just this, and that's kind of how I felt at the end because I was like, oh, okay, you know, and it, just because it was described so quickly, and it, it, while the glamour was up, it was like, we have six minutes for this, and I was just like, what, <laughs> what? 
oh man, you know, yeah. I, that that's that, that's just my initial reaction. But yeah. I understand for the whole purpose of the story. We have one episode left. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time. Yeah, and probably you if know. if the show had one more se- if they knew that there were that the next season was going to be their last. The Blackthorn would have been throughout the whole season. Mhm. And um <clears throat> it wouldn't been this rushed like this. It would have been the whole the whole season where yeah. the villain was the Blackthorn circle of the Blackthorn mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a good episode. I mean, I'm not jumping up and down about it, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, eight out of ten secrets of secret societies. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think I liked a little bit more than you guys. I do. I think the only thing that um, is is a mark against it um, is the fact that it does feel like it's like oh we gotta we gotta push this out like we gotta wrap the series up so we gotta you know all of a sudden we find out about this whole new circle thing and um, uh, and they're supposed to be important. Where you know honestly to me I was thinking. At the end, Angel's going to take on the senior partners, and we're going to see the senior partners in some sort of, or the powers mm-hmm. that be, you know, in some sort of physical manifestation or something. Um, but uh, no, we just kind of see the circle of the Black Thorn, and evil continues, and good constantly fights against it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it only just has a mark against it because it does, it's like kind of, you can, to me, even just rewatching it, it's like, oh man, this, this is kind of out of nowhere. It would been nice if they, Made Angel untrustworthy, but then again, maybe it would have reeked of, uh, you know, beige Angel of the past. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of might, might have been like, oh, we've been here before. But um, so maybe rushing it helps because it doesn't drag out so much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, true. Um, so I'm just going to give it uh, nine out of ten ankle tattoos. <laughs> because it is the penultimate episode and things get crazy and I, I really dig the the whole glamour scene where like holy shit they're about to like kill each other and then boom yeah. you know uh-huh. um, so you know especially when he grabs poor Lauren you know um, okay so we're done with the penultimate episode of Angel and now we're to talk about the very last episode of Angel uh, some quick um um, Kimberly trivia. Um, this Ooh. is the 254th <laughs> episode of the Buffyverse that we've made you watch. So, uh, congratulations. Really? Yeah. Awesome. 254. Wow. <laughs> Guys, I did it. Guys, <laughs> I'm a fucking champ. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, Not Fade Away aired uh, May 19th, 2004. I remember where I was. <laughs> Uh, nobody else does though. <laughs> you guys it was the day before <laughs> my thirty first May nineteenth, two thousand and four. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was I was probably celebrating my birthday <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, um, do we remember why Joss Whedon stopped paying attention to Angel for a while? What do you mean? I'm, I'm asking you. Do you remember why Joss Whedon stopped paying attention to Angel for a while? Because because um, he's a, a, a different show, The Avengers, The uh, Firefly. <laughs> Firefly. Because of Firefly, oh. he was very busy with Firefly. Um, so, fun fact: 
uh, Joss does mm-hmm. come back for this season and is, is very, very helpful in, you know, constructing this, uh, what turns out to be the final season of Angel. Um, for the series finale of Angel, the very last episode of, well, the Buffyverse, um, Joss was actually supposed to direct this. He couldn't because he was getting ready for the movie Serenity. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't realize it happened that Freaking week. Firefly. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't really want to watch Firefly until it was long canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, full confession. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I was like, fucking space cowboys, pay attention to Buffy and Angel. <laughs> they rule. Space cowboys. But as it turns out, Firefly is excellent. Um, okay, so this was written by Jeffrey Bell and Joss Whedon. Uh, but yeah, Jeffrey Bell was the person directing series finale, the last episode of the Buffyverse. Okay, here we go. We pick up at the end of the six-minute glamour. According to trivia, if you time it, it is exactly six minutes from when Angel activates the glamour to when Marcus uh walks in. I was going to look out for that, but I did not. So before he walks in, uh, Angel tells the gang that they can't take them out all at once. They each need to take out a member on their own. Gunn says they should enlist Illyria, uh, Blue Thunder, uh, to help. But Angel doesn't trust her. Um... And they mentioned that she was helping with Drogon. And Angel says he killed Drogon, which gets him and Spike fighting as Marcus walks in. And before Angel can get his plan in motion, um, Marcus says the Circle's Blackthorn has called him to a meeting. Um, I wanted to take a pause here because, yeah, Lauren is in um, this this scene. And um, we mentioned in the commentary how Andy Hallett looked kind of sick in this episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to clear things up. Um, I, you know, I I wanted to familiar familiarize myself with uh, what happened to Andy Hallett, and so I just kind of took notes. Um, uh, you know, before we finish up this podcast. So first off, I read that he was originally Kai Cole's personal assistant, um, and after she and her husband Joss Whedon uh, caught him singing at the BB King Lounge on the Universal City Walk, uh, Joss created the character of the host. Later to be known as Lorne He actually appears as an uncredited student In the background of a Buff- of the Buffy episode Hush um, I posted pictures in the potential cast group Oh yeah yeah, yeah. He's like two rows behind Buffy <laughs> He's like partially obscured and out of focus But you know if you look at a picture of him without his makeup That's him oh. Later after three auditions He won the role of Lorne The role that just wrote for him <laughs> He had to still audition like three <laughs> times for it Because he was like inexperienced um, he has appeared in 76 of Angel's 110 episodes. Uh, the last nine, of course, we've mentioned as a series regular. Every day he filmed, he was in a makeup chair for two and a half hours first. First thing. Oh, my God. Two and a half wow. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they said that, he said that in an interview, like, they eventually, like, hooked him up with, like, a DVD player. So that's where he'd get his movie watching done is, like, every day right before Angel would watch a movie while they worked <laughs> on him. Mm-hmm. Um. So in this final episode of Angel, I, li- I listened to the commentary, and Jeffrey Bell mentions in it kind of offhand and hauntingly um, that Andy was barely functional for this scene that we just talked about uh, because he was suffering from an abscessed tooth. Um, uh. So, you know, it's kind of like mentioned offhand on, in the commentary, like it's no big deal, but this is the beginning of the end. Um, so this abscess tooth led to a dental infection that spread to his bloodstream which led oh my which led to his heart 
which then landed him in the hospital for five days with uh, cardiomyopathy. Hope I pronounced that Uh right. Mm -hmm. Um, He recovered, but his Mm -hmm. heart muscles and his valves were severely weakened. Yeah. And soon he had to actually quit acting because he became easily fatigued. Um, So after Angel, he pursued a music career and did a bit of the convention circuit. Um, But he he was hospitalized three more times. And five years after the finale of Angel, Andy Hallett died of congestive heart failure. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, yeah that abscess tooth that Jeffrey Bell mentions in the commentary as, that's really killing <laughs> – oh, jeez, I should have said that. It's really, mm. it's really like hurting – Hurting him. A, a, Andy Hallett um, is the beginning of what you know ends up straining his heart enough to weaken it and cause him wow. to die. And he died at 33 years old. Yeah, it's just so hard to believe they couldn't do anything. Because there's so much that they can do now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, he was was 28 while filming Angel? Yep. Yeah, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, I think, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, he looks like a young guy when you get the makeup off. He does does act like kind of like an old old soul, you know? Yeah. (laughs) He's seen some stuff. Um, but also, you know, I don't know. He's got the youthful, uh, na- mm-hmm. naivety as well. Um, so RIP Andy Hallett. I didn't want to, uh, screw up, uh, his actual story. Um, so. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't realize that he had the, uh, the abscess tooth film in the episode. I thought that that was years before nope. and that he, his heart had just gotten so weak, and that's why later on in the episode, the the scenes with with Lindsay, that he just looks so weak and so run down. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's that, that's him acting. Um, spoilers okay. for my future notes, but all the scenes that Linz, that that Lindsay Christian Kane shoots were mm-hmm. filmed a month and a half before the finale was shot, because Christian Kane had a uh, movie that he was working on in Hong Kong. So they oh. wanted him for the finale. Oh, so he could be there, but Buffy couldn't. <laughs> well, no, no, he he couldn't. He so they shot all no, the scenes. I meant that they made arrangements. Oh yeah, for, yeah, that's true. For this, <laughs> they could have made arrangements, but I guess they didn't want it. The risk of it getting out, right? Yeah. So yeah, so any of those scenes where you know if that happened at the end of the episode where we were like, oh, he looks so terrible. It's really just because he's just acting. The, the weight of the world is on Lauren's shoulders, and you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. but in this scene, yeah, she, he's he's in a lot of pain, um, mm-hmm. but he's not like sick or anything. He's just it's a really bad <laughs> abscess tooth, tooth, yeah, tooth infection. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. Very talented. Mm. All right. Um, so, at Spike's apartment, the gang find Illyria uh, beaten, and Lauren reminds them that this was uh, so Marcus could get Drogon to Angel, and Angel killed Drogon. So why trust Angel? Like Lauren is constantly like really has not sold on Angel. <laughs> um, so then we go to the meeting where we see the logo printed on a table. And um, Jeffrey Bell mentioned in the commentary that the Black Thorn logo is actually the plastic ring inside Ben Edlin's water bottle turned inside out. That's where they got the design from. 
<laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> like the little, like, you know, like it keeps yeah. airtightness. Yeah, they, he just kind of like pulled it out and was playing with it. And like, there's, there's the logo. It's probably covered in mold. <laughs> well, I'm sure it wasn't black. <laughs> I, I bet you it was. Ah, <laughs> oh, nasty. Uh, so Archduke Sebastus is concerned by the fight in Angel's office, but they aren't worried about that as much as Angel possibly playing them in order to fill, fulfill the Shinshu prophecy. <laughs> His hope is their only threat, their only threat and uh, if he signs away the prophecy... He'll gain their trust And Angel keeps his mm-hmm. poker face on And signs it away oh, Even oh. after Izzy stabs his hand So he signs it in blood So yeah, no more Shanshu No more, uh, well for him Yeah. Later Angel looks through ne- Necro-tempered glass at the sunlight outside And he's brooding and he asks Harmony If she misses being human and she says not really But she does miss her heart And how it felt like when she was kissing a hot boy <laughs> oh. Uh, Harmony says she knows something's going down And wishes he would just trust her enough To involve her And he tells her that he is paying Arch- Archduke Sebastus a visit And he needs her to distract uh, Marcus Hamilton Ugh, barf <laughs> <laughs> um, After that he meets with Lindsay Who thinks he's crazy to take on the circle Lindsay wonders why Angel trusts him Angel says that he'd rather the devil he knows Step into Wolfram Hart After the dust settles mm-hmm. And if they don't take uh-huh. down the circle, Lindsay can just pretend that Angel forced him to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, Lindsay says he's not in for the honor or the humanity, but it's because he admires Angel's big brass testes. Uh, uh-huh. Angel says he wants him and then realizes he needs to work on his phrasing. Yeah, this was really... <laughs> Archer. <laughs> I put that in there for Illyrio and he's not here tonight. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so... Oh, I'm so sorry. Are, are we whole, keeping up? Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Lee, sorry, it's a stressful holiday okay. season. Lindsay, <laughs> this whole thing's this whole thing with Lindsay. Lindsay was Angel's enemy. Now Lindsay is working with Angel, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lindsay even is part of the team, sorta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's not. Right. So okay, let's keep going. Let's, okay. let's keep talking about Lindsay. Again, it's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. In the last scene, like Angel's like, I got to do something I don't want to do, and kind of walks out of his office. And then it, we flash to the next scene, which is Angel in his office talking to Lindsay. Like, where did he go? <laughs> so let me get, out, let me leave and go get Lindsay and come back and have this. Me- and it's only because they did they shot that scene like a month and a half before. But it fits in pretty mm. seamlessly if you don't think about it too hard. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Uh, back at Spike's place, the gang is gathered around Illyria um, when Angel comes in. Uh, the trust is badly bruised between Angel and his team, especially with Lauren. Gunn asks if Angel will need to kill another one of them for the circle, maybe warn them. Um, Angel says they're killing the entire circle tonight, because. but today um, they need to take the day off, live the day like it was their last, because it probably is. Yeah, I did this thing. Angel is pretty pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Angel does not think they're going to make it. Make it. No. Um, so let's. Uh, okay, so we see Lorne. Um, he goes to Caritas to have a drink and a song. Um, mm. A little bit of trivia for this. Uh, he does sing the song "If I Ruled the World," um, but um, he almost sang "Over the Rainbow." Um, but they thought if oh. if I ruled the world worked better. No, that'd be too that'd be too much. 
Uh, basically, the song is like... too sappy. <laughs> yeah, basically, the song is like, if I ruled the world, everything would be amazing. But since I don't, it's not. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Spike goes... I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Spike goes to a bar and starts drinking some liquid courage. The bartender warns him that it gets pretty rough in there. It turns out that they're talking about the crowd being rough because this is a poetry slam and these, this crowd may be harsh <laughs> critics. Uh, he reads the poem he wrote for Cecily, uh, which oh. to his drunken delight, people love. So then he can... That's redemption, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the podcast has all been about. <laughs> Stupid poem. <laughs> uh, so he then continues on with the reading of The Wanton Folly of Me Mum. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> At a teen center, Gunn helps Anne uh, load a truck with donations. And uh, we all remember Anne now. Kim's yeah. come back and rewatched all the episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this is where Gunn is like, you know, it's terrible. It's never good. Everything you're doing is for nothing. There's no use. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> the world is terrible. And she's like, well, that's okay. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I guess that's how... Like I was saying in the commentary, I guess that's how people who uh, who work in you know that world mm-hmm. they they can't let the negativity the no uh, get to them. They got to keep doing what they're doing. If they stop and think about how you know it's just a cycle that'll never end, and right. there's no use in even trying. Then oh yeah, my friend. Here, her job, well, she runs a charity where she basically is a vigilante and wants to stop human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And she is a saint. She goes to Nepal and builds schools and does all this stuff for women's rights. And she puts her money literally where her mouth is. And one month a year, she takes it off and just completely goes nuts. Doesn't think about work. Doesn't think about anything. Just does whatever she wants, as crazy as it is. She's like, I need a month just to decompress. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Joss actually uh, came up with this idea of having Gun kind of touch base with uh, Anne, a, a Buffy character that it turned into an angel character, but it also is kind of representative of you know just human life. Um, and you know they kind of get stuck inside Wolfram and Hart and all this stuff. Uh, Gun's basically checking in with the outside world and just noticing, you know, every, every, whatever is going on inside there, whatever is going on with the apocalypse, like hum- humanity just kind of c- carries on, you know. So that's mm-hmm. basically what mm-hmm. they're going to say with that. Um, Wesley, of course, stays with Lyria, who is promising horrific, mutilating vengeance on their enemies. <laughs> um, she wonders how why he's spending the day with her. He tells her, and th- I wrote this quote down. I had to. Um, there's no perfect day for me, Illyria. There's no sunset or painting or finely aged scotch that's going to sum up my life and make tonight any. There is nothing that I want. And uh, she asks him if he would like her to assume Fred's form. Mm. And he says he's trained to face truths. And the truth is, Fred is gone. And pretending would be a lie. And since he doesn't plan on dying, he won't accept a lie. We should have known from that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Angel goes to a coffee shop, finds Connor working on a resume. Uh, He tells his son about Nina. Connor also says his memories are mixed. A lot of his old life is like a bad, violent, and sometimes erotic dream. 
Um, he, <laughs> he, said, he tells Angel yep. that he doesn't need to know more, that he understands what Angel did is actually grateful. <laughs> he says that. Um, Angel offers to help him write his resume and that his strength is that he has very nice handwriting and Connor calls him a girl. So, uh, <laughs> Which I took offense to. <laughs> I know. It's like girls don't have nice handwriting, do they? Um, I don't know. More squiggles. Um, you put hearts over your eyes. Yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Lindsay is getting a one last makeout sesh with Eve and says he's happy that Eve is one thing in his life that Angel didn't get his mitts on. <laughs> Eve doesn't say anything about that. <laughs> uh, Eve is worried about Lindsay's deal with Angel and is worried about Lauren's reading of her. I'll leave it at that. So we go back to Spike's apartment, which is like the new home base, apparently. <laughs> um, Angel, Spike, Gunn, Illyria, and Lauren meet one last time. He says one of them will betray him, and Spike immediately volunteers to. Uh, but Angel says it's it's Wesley, and that it's a good story that he can use to get into Sivis Vale's place. Um, and then, you know, that's all distributed. He tells Illyria to go after Izzy the Devil and his stooges. He tells Gunn to take down Senator Brucker and her vampire staff, which uh, Gunn is happy to help with. Been a while since he's dusted one, no offense. Um, Angel calls on Spike next, who demands that he not be asked to wear any sort of magical jewelry at all. Um, but Angel says he wants him to dismember the fell brethren and rescue the baby. Yay! Yay. Angel says that Sebastus is his... And that he wants Lauren to back up Lindsay. Um, then we cut to... Lauren to back up Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we cut to Harmony looking pretty hot in bed um, with Marcus, uh, ready to tell him all about Angel's secret plan. And I think she mentioned something. I didn't write the line down, but it seems like Harmony has been sleeping with Marcus even before Angel sent her to distract him. Probably so. Yeah. I forget what she says, but it does. Sound, it makes it sound like you know. Oh, this is the best best one yet, or something like that. I forget. Yeah. Uh, so we're back to um, Spike's apartment. Angel tells them all to meet in the alley by the Hyperion Hotel after they carry out their plan. Lauren tells Angel he won't be there, and don't try to find him after he's done. Oh. Uh, they all drift out. Illyria tells Gunn not to die because he is not unpleasant to her eyes. Um, That was sweet (laughs) Very sweet I have a sudden taste of pancakes in my mouth When I look at you It is not unpleasant Uh, And then as Wesley leaves He nods to Angel once And then they leave Um, Spike asks Angel about whether the Shanshu prophecy Plays a factor in this Angel says who cares They're both not making it through this And Spike says that's okay as long as it's not Angel Uh, they said this scene was kind of sad to film because it's the last time Alexis filmed with David, uh, Jay August, Aww. James, and Andy. Um, and this must have been Andy's last scene uh, since uh, the rest of them were filmed with Christian Kane uh, a month and a, a month half ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is all them kind of saying goodbye to each other. Um, of course, the final scene in the alley was their final scene that they shot, um, mm-hmm. but that was only you know, like four of them. So, all right. So let's talk about each of these battles on their own. I don't want to cut back and forth. Um, 
So, first off, Izzy the Devil and his minions get into a car, turn on the headlights, find Illyria standing there. She gives her token head tilt. Super cool. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, super, super cool. Gunn walks into the campaign office of Senator Brecker, kills all the vampires using his wrist-loaded stakes, callback to episode one, um, and then lodges an axe in Brecker's head. And then he says, and you wonder why people don't vote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Spike infiltrates the Fell Brethren wearing one of their cloaks. Um, during this, mm-hmm. uh, in the commentary, Jeffrey Bell says the one thing he hates about this episode is how the cloaks all have big puffy hoods, and you want Spike to look cool enough to have a big puffy cloak head. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, a little puffy. <laughs> it's really puffy. Uh, Spike picks up the baby. Um, the Brethren tell him to put the baby back. And Spike looks at the baby who shakes its head slightly, <laughs> which I didn't catch when we were. <laughs> you guys freaked out during the commentary. I did not catch that, but the, then I caught it the second time and I was like, was that on purpose or was that just like the baby kind of moving? I never saw it that way, but you're like, no, don't put me back. <laughs> <laughs> So Spike then fights them all one-handed, holding the baby, eat your heart out, Clive Owen and Jason Statham, (laughs) (laughs) who both had scenes like that in other movies. Yeah, Spike says something like, you know, good for you, I'm on a strict diet. (laughs) Yes. No babies. No. Lindsay takes down the Sovereign Clan, which I had a hard time trying to remember where they came from. They look like Jamaican demons. (laughs) They're all like Mm -hmm. in big big hats and puffing on hookah pipes and... Hookah? Hookah. 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 Hooker pipes. Hookah. Hookah. Phrasing. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, with the help of Lauren's high note in MacArthur Park, off camera, um, they do kill everybody. Um, mm. Lindsay tells Lauren that he enjoys being on the team now. Lauren says this work is unsavory, but he doesn't trust him, and neither does Angel. And Lindsay offers to sing. Lauren says he's already heard it, and then he shoots mm-hmm. him twice in the chest. Why? Mm, I didn't understand this bit. Lauren tells them that this was his one last job, and that Lindsay will never be a part of the solution. Lindsay is outraged to be taken out by a flunky. Angel kills me! And uh, after Lindsay dies, Lauren drops the gun and says goodnight, folks, and walks out. Mm. I mean, that was a great ending for Lauren. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but... Shocking mm. as hell. It's so good. It's yeah. shocking. But like, I don't get it. It's not his character. No. Uh, I think because he tells he tells Angel I'm not a fighter. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it was tough. Definitely like the biggest surprise. Like Lindsay had his guard completely down, so he had Lauren yeah. bring a gun and kill him after it was done. Yeah. Use him and then kill him because yeah, it's like he's he was not to be trusted. He would have totally mm-hmm. like even said in like the the scene. Before with Angel that you know he's not even in this for the reasons they're in it. They're, <laughs> he's in it probably to get more power and that and you know he's kind of impressed about Angel taking on you know the senior partners like this. He's not. He would have totally turned on Angel <laughs> easily. Okay. I don't know. I, you know, he, you hope he has some sort of redemption arc, but most of the time, like in these last few episodes, he's just kind of like. Warning about what could happen, Angel. But he doesn't like. He doesn't ever like express like, "Oh no, we have to do the right thing here." <laughs> he just hates Angel and is looking for the next time he can take Angel down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wesley uh, meets with Sivus and says that he's a better choice than Angel 
for the circle and prepares a spell under the table. They do some magic battles, magics, um, but Cybus gets the upper hand, raises him in the air, and then stabs him in the stomach. Uh, uh, uh. Wesley still has enough magic left to knock Cybus across the room and unconscious for a moment, and that's when Illyria runs in. Um, Wesley says it's good she came. Illyria admits she was concerned. Wesley realizes he's dying. Illyria asks if he would like her to lie to him now. <sighs> Wesley says yes and thanks her. And Illyria turns into Fred, who is sweet and kind to him. Um, he says he misses her. She says it won't be long until they're together again. And they say they love each other. And uh, then Wesley dies in her arms. <laughs> um, trivia. Uh, this was the last scene Alexis Denisov played on the show. Alexis says he couldn't think of anything more fitting the perfect human death of a human life. Um, Joss wrote it, obviously. Um, everyone got really obviously. emotional. <laughs> everyone really got really emotional um, the fil- during the filming. They, they, uh, Jeffrey Bell said the grips were even crying. Um, this was also <laughs> Alexis Stanislav's 100th episode of Angel. Oh. Um, flash forward to 2013. Joss Whedon makes a film called Much Ado About Nothing where Alexis Denisoff and Amy Acker play two estranged lovers who are reunited and eventually married. In the DVD commentary for that movie, Whedon comments that after watching the film several times, he realized he had created his own happy ending for the characters of Fred and Wes, allowing them to live in an idealized black-and-white Shakespearean afterlife. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, if you ever have a chance, Kim, check that out. (laughs) It's a a nice little movie. It's filmed in Joss's house. Yeah. It's all. It's yeah. It's just, it's just it's just awesome seeing Alexis Denisov and Amy Acker star in a film together. You know, it's just I don't know. Yeah, and all the Whedon actors, Nathan Fillion's in it, and Shauna Triptych, however you say her name. Mm. She doesn't have any syllable, any uh, vowels in her name, <laughs> uh, but she's a, an extra. The costume designer, she's an extra in it, and. Mm-hmm. All the Shield folks, and yeah, it was because it was before Shield. Peters, yeah, no, it was Clark, Clark Greg. Clark Greg, that's right. Greg Clark. Two first names. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, okay, so back to the episode. Um, Wesley dies, and then we Cybus gets up and starts mocking his death, and uh, I think he's dealing with. Um, Little Fred, and then little Fred turns into nasty Illyria and shoves her fist right through his head. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Um, Angel goes to his office and finds Marcus there waiting. Um, she knows about Angel, or he knows about Angel's plan to take down Sebastus and throws him out the window. And on the commentary, Jeffrey Bell says, If you're wondering how Wolfram and Hart has a skylight in its lobby, <laughs> They just want to do an event away, not to waste time. Uh, personally, I always thought Angel's office was just off the lobby, but then we see Hamilton entering the elevator in Angel's office and getting out in the lobby. It makes no sense to me at all, the geography of that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it took us so long to figure out that Angel lives in the office building. So. I thought the elevator was to his, <laughs> to his swank apartment. To his place, yeah. yeah. So, but it's like... It, like he gets thrown out the window of his office, and then it, like his body circles around and goes into the building above a skylight that is over the. Li- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no. 
In the lobby, Harmony tells Angel that she would be lo- she would have been loyal if he had any confidence in her, and he says, "Yeah, it's Angel's fault." He knew she would betray him because she still has no soul. He tells her to get out. She's fired. She asks for a recommendation. He says he's already left one on her desk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I I really – this irked me, this whole wrapping up Harmony stuff. Uh I just didn't like it. I did – that's the one thing I was like, this this is dumb. Like, this is not cool. What would you have rather Harmony done? I have no idea, but not this. Like, too aloof. To whatever. Yeah. After she- I, I just wonder. I think the first time I saw it, I was very disappointed in her. Yeah. But uh-huh. this, this time, I, I was disappointed in her. But this, I get it. This is just her nature. Yeah. She can't help it. Uh-huh. It's just her. But after going through all that to have her little story and seeing how everything meant so much to her. And just to have her like be so... <laughs> <for the last laughs> one, especially with Angel. Yeah. I was just like, this... This isn't cool. I don't know. I don't think they've ever had like a huge connection. Like in harm's way, he, she's just trying to mm-hmm. please him or whatever, and, and probably just is tired of being ignored or tired of being not being brought in. Yeah, he's, she's probably got Marcus whispering in her ear too. If she's carrying on some sort of like affair, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she he probably went after her as much as she went after him, and because he knows that she's Angel's receptionist, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she wishes Angel and Marcus luck and leaves with a spring in her step. <laughs> I just love her. <coughs> all right, so Marcus tosses Angel all over the lobby, including through the Wolfman Heart sign in the second uh, level there. And they said that uh, that's the only time Mike Massa, who is uh, Angel's stunt double, um, David Warriance's stunt double, has ever gotten a black eye is when they, he got thrown into that <laughs> in the finale oh, of no. Angel. <laughs> oh, wow. The last time. Last time, yeah. Marcus says Angel's always been gutter trashed, even when he was mortal. He's been called a champion, but he still fails everyone, just like Doyle and Cordelia and Fred. Just low blows. Marcus takes the light in stopping Angel before he can kill the Archduke, but Angel reveals he already has. At the meeting, he injected his blood boy with some poison. You see a really cool flashback. And uh, that was cool. Jeffrey Bell, like, uh, kind of jokes about the scene. Cool. Like, he's like, This is the one time I get to do a CSI effect, which is like, he hits the blood boy with his little hand, his hand in his ring, and it kind of zooms right in on the ring and shows the poison being injected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this whole, again, all the exposition at the end, it's like, it's like the Bill and Ted excellent <laughs> adventure thing. It's like, <laughs> if we remember to go back and put the keys here. Whoa! You know what yeah. I mean? It's like <laughs> because we didn't see it happening. It's like, well, we took yeah. care of them because I did this off camera. I, no, yeah. Actually, well, it happened so, on camera. Nothing is as you, yeah. Nothing is as you think it is. Yeah. It's all, mm-hmm. If you if you only knew that this is how it actually went. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, rewatch it. It, it it happens on camera. Like he shoves he shoves a little blood boy aside. Yeah, just mm-hmm. the, yeah, because the the first time you're it happens, you're like, why did they show that? Yeah, and it, is Angel, just for Angel to be tough in front of the circle of the black thorn? I I, I was definitely um, uh, disarmed by. I wasn't looking for anything because I thought it was like a gag. The blood boy is getting his getting all mixed mm-hmm. up with the Sivus's tubes and getting Sivus all annoyed at him, and I don't know, mm-hmm. pee pee. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's, what happened? Okay, they, they they exchanged some blows. Marcus asks him why he bothers now that the Shanshu is gone. 
Angel says people who care won't under wouldn't understand, and Marcus says he still won't care, <laughs> which I thought was a funny comeback. Um, mm-hmm. He nearly stakes Angel, but then Connor jumps in, calling him dressed for less. Um, <laughs> Angel and Connor fight Marcus, and then Connor gets thrown into the elevator. You guys noticed how the elevator got all dented in, and Jeffrey Bell like yeah. admitted he's like, yeah, that's all aluminum foil right there. <laughs> Um, Marcus tells Angel he cannot beat him He is part of the wolf, the ram, and the hearts His blood is filled with their ancient power And Angel stands up and smirks and says Can you pick out the one word there that you shouldn't have said And that's when Angel vamps out Drinks his blood Taking in some of that ancient power Which is awesome because, you know, honestly Watching this last season I'm like, how many times has he turned into Like, had his vamp face on? Like, three times maybe? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, usually just like, like in the, in the, back in the day, it would just fire on whenever, like, there was a fight. Like, he'd have yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. any vampire, really. Any, any vampire yeah. getting in a fight, they have their vamp face on. Um, okay, so Mark Marcus fights him off and says he can't win. They're legion. They're forever. Angel says that, that forever just got a whole lot shorter. And he pounds on Marcus's face until finally hits him hard enough to make his head spin around and his neck breaks. Um, which is just fucking awesome. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the building starts to collapse. Uh, Connor wakes up. Angel tells Connor to go home. Connor says they'll destroy him. And Angel lies, I guess, because he says as long as Connor is alive, they can't kill him. Um, and then Connor leaves. So what? Yeah, he says that as long as you're alive, as long as you're alive, um, you know they they can't kill me. Which you know to me is kind of like he'll always be in Connor's heart, kind of thing. <laughs> um, like my memory, really, my you'll you'll be one person that remembers me, you know. But to Connor, I think it was like, oh, I'm so important or something. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Uh, Angel tells Eve that they're getting kicked out of the garden And that Lindsay isn't coming for her And so we leave mm-hmm. Eve there And in a rainy alleyway Angel meets up with Spike, Gunn, and Illyria Gunn looks mortally wounded Illyria tells them that Wesley is dead And she wishes to do Aww. more violence At the end of the alley A demonic horde gathers Including an immense giant and a freaking dragon uh, Spike asks what the plan is Angel says they fight Spike asks for specifics, and Angel says he wants to slay the dragon. Let's go to work. Credits. Oh, boom! What? <laughs> <laughs> you get that reaction on the commentary, um, but uh, yeah, so um, it's huge. It's huge. Um, okay, so I got some trivia here. <clears throat> Maybe get the conversation going a little bit. Uh, this is the same alley that Angel had a rainy fight with Faith in season one. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that was just like their rain alley <laughs> I don't know But it makes sense It's like um, It's outside the Hyperion Oh actually They didn't have the Hyperion In season one Mm-mm. Anyway It's their rain alley Apparently I don't know <laughs> That's all I can say um, A reminder that uh, When Angel was cancelled It was The WB's Second highest rated show <laughs> um, The first highest was Smallville <laughs> um, So just craziness Mm-hmm. Uh, SFX Magazine asked Joss what the final battle was. You know, what happened after the credits? And Joss said, Gun is dead. Illyria keeps fighting. Angel loses an arm. <laughs> oh, God. Spike gets Shanshu. And Xander loses another eye, which is funny because he's not even there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there was a bit of controversy over the ending in the fandom. Uh, here's the reaction of each of the, uh, the producers here. So Jeffrey Bell says, the point of this series is about all about them fighting, not them winning or losing. I think it's a very powerful ending. Uh, David Fury says, it was the perfect way to end the series. Anybody who says otherwise is dumb. And any proper resolution of, oh, we defeated the demons, they've gone back to hell, let's get a beer, just would have been absolutely wrong for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Josh says, this was not the final grace note after a symphony, the way the Buffy finale was. We are definitely still in the thick of it. But the point of the show is that you're never done. No matter who goes down, the fight goes on. Angel is about redemption, something you fight for every day. So I wanted him to go out fighting. People kept calling it a cliffhanger. I was like, are you mad, sir? Don't you see that this is a final statement? So, yeah, that's what Josh says. Angel is about redemption. Redemption cast. Name check. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought you were going to continue on. I was like, no, no. That's the entire mm-hmm. quote. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I don't think there's much debate here. Like we, it all, it works for all three of us. Right. I mean, would you, would, would you guys have wanted anything different? I mean, I know at the time no. I was, I was kind of like, oh, I want to see more. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted oh, to I'm... see like them all drinking, you know, like having shawarma together at the end or. <laughs> I would love to have seen both. <laughs> I wanted to see them fight and I would love to see them do the post fight. Yeah. <laughs> Breakdown. <laughs> somewhere oh these guys yeah if anybody has more any any um um stuff about their plans for season six i only i only got a couple things um they were hoping to have willow on the show just to visit and uh separate illyria and fred and or they would have had illyria become more like fred so they were either going to have like two different characters or they were going to have illyria like kind of be more fred like (laughs) Uh, um, and they were also planning on bringing Oz back. They wanted Oz to be a part of it. And I guess with the introduction of Nina, the whole werewolf thing gets kind of brought into the show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, besides stuff they actually planned for season six in the writer's room or whatever, um, there was a comic. Um, it was called Angel After the Fall, which Joss helped write initially. And he called it canon. Um And this comic actually uh, continues on into the Buffy Season 8 comics. Um, So let me just tell you a couple of things that happened in these, like, 13 issues that Joss wrote. Okay. Okay. Los Angeles is plunged into hell after that. Um, It's actually revealed that Angel tamed the dragon, and uh, we also eventually know that he calls it Cordy. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Um, also, um, I think towards the at the end of the first issue, I only got a few issues in, um, and it wasn't because of the quality; it was because, I, like, I, I I can't focus on reading apparently. Yeah, uh, with the internet, who wants to read? I, know. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I can't read. Um, it, it's, it, it's revealed at the end of the at the end of the first issue. I think that um, he was turned human after the after everything went down. So. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if he gets turned back into a vampire. I didn't read that far, but, um, yeah, Shanshu must've happened for him or something. Um, some other stuff that happens, uh, at the beginnings of that after the fall comic, um, Connor, Nina, and, uh, Gwen Raiden actually comes back. They're teaming up to help, 
um, save humans and provide a safe haven for them. Gunn pretends to do the same thing, but it's it's revealed that he was turned into a vampire and he's luring people to their death to satisfy his hunger. And he's like torture. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he kind of goes evil. Uh, I don't like that storyline. Spike lives in like a mansion, like a palace, and his uh, he's under the protection of Illyria, <laughs> um, who is uh, not in control of her powers and sometimes turns into Fred. And uh, finally, um, Wesley does return, but he's a ghost, and he's oh, no. he's in like a. He's in his old look from like Buffy season three. He's got the suit. He's got the glasses. He's very prim and proper. Um, and it's revealed that he's just like Lila was. He's bound to Wolfram and Hart even after death. Hmm. And he kind of advises okay. Angel and or speaks for the senior partners. Alrighty. And it's like, does he? Will he? Can he be trusted? Can he not be trusted? So, yeah, that's kind of stuff and that then, happens in the comic. Isn't there there a blah, blah, blah. Isn't there a Spock comic, and isn't there a Angel in Faith comic? Yeah, there's um, there's some Spike spinoffs for After the Fall. Um, there is a Spike After the Fall comic. Um, yeah, they went for a while on I think it's IDW publishing, and then um, that all kind Dark of Dark Horse. Yeah, that all kind of fell apart, and then they they continued on with then creating Buffy season eight. And season nine, where it kind of picks up where Angel's been since, like, L.A., um, you know, since the whole L.A. being plunged into hell kind of thing. And, yeah, I think it's season nine, the season nine comics, uh, they do another spinoff from that, and that's Angel and Faith working together. Oh, okay. Which is like my dream comic, and I don't understand why I, why <laughs> I have not read it. I just, I've, I've read some of them, but I, I, why it, what's wrong with me? Anyway, maybe uh, maybe finally putting the nail in the coffin of Redemption cast, pun completely intended, um, maybe I'll pick <laughs> up the comics. Yeah. Holy cow. So, that's all the trivias. Oh my god, you guys. Let's, uh... It's over. Before we do that, <laughs> I have feedback. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Um, Bruce sent a quick one and he says, I still can't comprehend the phrase that horrible Buffy finale. I'm not sure if somebody said that in one of our episodes or maybe, <laughs> maybe, been me. maybe you were talking about the cookie dough thing. I don't know. But he it definitely have been me. doesn't really explain it. He says, uh, even so, congratulations on reaching the finale of Angel. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with everyone who has taken part on the podcasts and in the Facebook groups. Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. Um, Bruce Allie writes, Hi, everyone. I'm so glad you made it all the way through Buffy and Angel and that I've gotten to listen to every podcast. I needed to get feedback in before the end, although I haven't gotten a chance to watch the last two episodes myself. This feedback will be based on my first, oh, half dozen or so viewings from years past. I watched the fifth episode or fifth season of Angel as the episodes aired. I had one friend in high school who was also a fan, and I would walk over to his house after school so we could watch together. It was awesome. I loved the season as it aired, even though now I'm much more aware of it, its flaws. I'm not. Mm. Please tell me. <laughs> Explain yourself. <Yeah. laughs> However, I agree with the consensus that the series finale, Not Fade Away, is one of the best episodes of Angel and about one of the best show enders in television. One of my favorite. I wouldn't go that far. One of my favorite things about Joss Whedon shows is the views on existentialism it's taught me. 
I was young when I started Buffy, so it was my gateway into Jean-Paul Sartre and that whole area of philosophy. I'm still drawn to the way it's portrayed in the Buffyverse, though. Just because life is meaningless doesn't mean you don't stop fighting for what's right. But you have to decide for yourself what is right, what is good, what is worth fighting for. And you have to fight for it every day, even if you might lose. That's all I'll say about the show. Guess what? I'm a fan of the comics! Yes, there, there is one of those. Buffy Season 8 was my gateway into the comics world, too, as well as a long-term term boyfriend who worked at a comic shop. See, I needed one of those, or else I, you know... <laughs> Uh, just like the first season of any show might be, season eight was rough, but I still love the ideas it introduced. Each passing season, quote unquote, got even better. I still need to catch up on what's been published. There was a run of the series called Angel and Faith, and, which was probably the best thing to come out of the comics because it's such okay. a different medium. I think it's easier to separate the stories in the comics from the show and not consider them canon if you don't want to or if you're not happy with the choices made for the characters. I literally grew up with these characters. I started Buffy at age 12 and the show defined my own coming of age so any more time I get to spend with the Scooby gang and everyone else we might in the 12 seasons of ATV I'm over the moon for I think the comics are for anyone who feels a similar way can't wait for Kim's thoughts I'm looking forward to a reunion of the potentials I really miss Gabby and Illyrio I'll be listening to Robin and Steph on We Don't Want to Wait and the iZombie podcast as usual did you add that in? Did she really write that? <laughs> she really wrote that. Uh, thank you for all the work you put into this project and for the wonderful podcast. Cheers, Allie. All right. And uh, yeah, if you, uh, I think you search uh, Alice in Wonder Band, uh, Wonder Band, or uh, maybe the Bandcamp, uh, I'm the Wonder Band dot Bandcamp dot com. That's uh, some of Allie's music. I don't know if you remember, um, she did an acoustic version of my theme song. Back in the day. Yep. <laughs> so check that out. Um, okay, Tomas. Tomas says, "Hey guys, how you feeling? I can't believe we finally reached the end. I found you guys when you're in the middle of the Buffy season four, Angel season one. So approximately forty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's hard to process that I won't have this weekly, bi monthly, yearly podcast with my old friends to look forward to anymore. <laughs> I love you guys." <laughs> But let's get to these episodes, shall we? Power play. This is a really cool and solid episode. All the actors do great. Boreanis is fantastic, both as douche angel and when trying not to look too disgusted during his induction into the circle of the Black Thorn. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Black Thorn, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole idea. It seems to have come completely out of nowhere in this episode, which is probably because it just pulled out of the writer's butt to give us something tangible to fight at the end. I wish it had gotten some sort of foreshadowing earlier in the season, or at least gone on for slightly longer. Perhaps if we hadn't spent last episode derping around in Italy, we could have developed this a bit more. (laughs) Or at least a couple of the members could have been people we already know and not just a who's who of season five one-offs. I mean, who really cares about Archduke, whoever, from that one party episode or the Satan senator we just met ten minutes ago? Mm-hmm. I understand why they're introducing this and it serves its purpose. I just wish it were some more elegantly done. Okay, Black <laughs> Blackthorn rants over. Let's get to some good stuff. Every Illyria scene in this episode is fantastic. But then again, Agreed. aren't they always? Her constant yes. insistence that she doesn't give a single fuck about any of our stupid mortal nonsense is hilarious every time. Her scenes hanging out with Spike and Drogon are absolutely fantastic. Turning, playing Crash Bandicoot into a metaphor... For how she feels about her life is just genius by beyond words. But holy fucking crap, Hamilton can kick her ass without even breaking a sweat. 
And he didn't even need to bring Vera to do it. Hey, Kim, what's a firefly? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is a what is a firefly? <laughs> it's a show. Um, it's a it's a ship. Okay. It's that. It's a kind of ship. It's a. Uh, it's that. It's the other woman that uh, Joss uh, cheated on with. Uh, hey. And uh, you know you're supposed to be hey. being faithful to Buffy and Angel. Um, but it's awesome also. So it kind of like sucks. I can't entirely hate it. For <laughs> it's just on this side of things. I'm ugh. anyway. Um, all right. So. Firefly's freaking awesome. Okay, uh, Blackthorn clunkiness aside, I really do like this episode, and it does well to build up to the finale. I like that we're looking at Angel's strange behavior from the POV of the rest of the gang and the tension that it creates. Cool episode. Not fade away. Oh, shut up with your stupid chanting circle douches. There's no purpose to it. You're just doing it to sound important. It's not impressive. It's silly. Besides that small detail, I absolutely love every second of this episode. Angel's conversation with <laughs> Lindsay, Spike's effulgent poetry, seeing that mm-hmm. Anne is still fighting the good fight in her own way, regardless of the odds, just like our heroes do. I love Angel and Connor's conversation, and I love that even Eve gets a little send-off. I know she's terrible, but I can't help but feel for her at the end. I really like this actress. I, like, I have to look her up to see what else she's done. I love that Gunn gets to go back to his vamp-dusting roots and even gets to call back to his you-take-the-30-on-the-right line from back in the Pylea arc. Yeah, I forgot about Mm -hmm. that. As well as using those stakes that pop out from his sleeves. Badass. And most of all, I love Illyria and her final moments with Wesley. Her actually admitting to feeling something as human as concern, then giving Wesley a beautiful lie, and then finally punching one of Circle Douche's heads to smithereens while turning back into her true appearance forever solidifies her as one of my all-time favorite weeding characters. In my opinion, the... That was an amazing... That that morph was amazing. I I, yeah. I I actually remembered when I when I was talking about it, I didn't say anything, but I'll say it here. I had that as like my computer wallpaper for the longest time, just their fist coming through this like Yeah. You know, and, and her just being half turned into Illyria. Um okay. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the absolute biggest tragedy in not getting a secret season is that we're never gonna get more Illyria. I don't know what else to say, guys. This episode is fantastic. With more time to build up to the end and more foreknowledge, I'm sure the writers could have created something even more epic in terms of a villain to fight, but it's honestly not necessary. This is all about Mm -hmm. our characters, and each of them gets their moment to shine, and the show wraps up in a beautiful way with a great message. The first time I saw it, I remember being annoyed at the lack of traditional closure, but watching it now, this is basically a flawless episode. So that's it, guys. That's the Buffyverse. It's been an absolute joy going through it with you guys. I'll stop blabbing now and let you wrap it up. Skarg for president. Peace. Tomas. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Tomas. Slash awesome. Swedish bratters. Thank you all for listening and participating. Because that's what I, w- I wanted. I didn't want it to just be us talking into, you know. Yeah. I wanted I wanted it to be a community. And we, we sure have a it. community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he adds a PS. Hey guys, I just realized something. Angels are vampire? SOD. Justified. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good callbacks. Uh, well, this one says it's for the wrap up show, so I'll just save it for that. And his final one's from Tom, and it's uh, his thoughts on the series finale. He says. So I know you guys will probably spend most of the episode talking about the last shot, but I just wanted to send an email to pay tribute to one of my to my favorite fictional character of all time, Wesley Wyndham Price. 
Oh, yes. Other characters in the Buffyverse went through more dramatic mythical transformations, but in my opinion, no character went through as dramatic a character arc as Wesley. He started in Buffy as an annoying comic relief character and ended as a tragic hero. I think his constant through line through the two series was Wesley tries to do good, Wesley fails... My daughter cries about it in the background. (laughs) Wesley has to pick himself up and try again. Throughout the series, Wesley pretty much failed at everything, whether it was being a watcher, rogue demon hunter, boss of angel investigations, saving Fred, or even killing Sivas Vale. Wesley was constantly failing, and yet Wesley never gave up trying to do good. Even in this episode, when it's clear he no longer has anything really worth fighting for, he kept fighting the good fight because that's who he is. He was one of the most noble characters ever, and he sacrificed himself fighting the good fight. Cheers for Wesley from Tom. Thanks, Tom. Those are awesome thoughts. Agreed. Agreed. Wesley is a very underrated character. Yeah. He is really very underrated. one of the best arcs of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Character arcs of the series ever, mm-hmm. the entire Buffyverse. All right, so that's it for feedback. Um, the only thing we have left are quotes and ratings, and then we can wrap it on Angel and uh, until our our uh, reunion episode <laughs> for Scarg. <laughs> for Scarg, and honestly, my daughter is so upset that this is over. I, I feel we all love Angel. Oh, yeah. I wish we could watch more episodes, but then again, we could just watch them again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm torn <laughs> because I want more, more, more. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a very, very cool ending. Um, again, I was a little bit, I was disappointed there was no Buffy, but that's okay. <laughs> I've, I've come to terms with that. Um, I thought, well, the whole Wesley, Fred, Illyria scene at the end you two were blubbering away and I was just like guys <laughs> it was sad it was great um, well, what was uh, wrong with it you just thought it was cheesy nothing, or something absolutely or? nothing was wrong with it but you knew she was coming back when Wesley was going because he's like yeah you can lie to me one last time mm-hmm. um, I thought it was pretty cool I thought it was really cool yeah. but I was just like don't even rhyme about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I think the body takes some more tears from me. The body and uh, once oh, more with feeling. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. probably totally one of my top ten cries, at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe top five from from this show from Buffy, or like Buffy ever. <laughs> probably um, definitely like top three at least for for Angel. Oh, I think okay. I cry more yeah. over "I Will Remember You" when uh, Buffy realizes that you know Angel is turning back the clock and everything they've done together. Um, mm-hmm. Is going to be. She's not going to remember. Only Angel's going to remember. Oh my God! Here I go. Just mm. <laughs> go on, go on. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I again, I was telling you when I was watching it with you guys when it was done. When 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 it was done, not thinking it was going to be done. Like I was like, I I was like physically sitting up in my seat, leaning forward, waiting for like the big fight and then <laughs> you know credits. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> But um, a great ending, great ending. But uh, I, it was not at all what I expected. Um, I actually enjoyed everyone's little, you know, little curtain call that they all got their little scene to sort of do their last little mm-hmm. bit for the show and for the team. So I thought that was really cool. Yep. Uh, I I am taking points off for the harmony thing because I do not like how her story ended because she 
when she had her episode and her little arc, it was like, okay, we finally we get to see her. She's more than just a two-dimensional character, and they wrapped her up as a two-dimensional character. I was just like, really? That was not cool. But, you know, again, I'm sure they were rushed because they uh, they found out they were canceled, so they were just like, let's get this done with. But um, I'm rambling now, so I'm going to give it... <laughs> I am. I'm going to give it nine out of ten poetry slams because <laughs> I, I I thought it was a great finale, but I, I can't give it a ten because I didn't absolutely fall in love with it. But I, I will give it a, a nine out of ten poetry slams. Snaps, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, a nine is great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I I went in it. I went in it watching. I'm like ten all the way, ten, ten. But I'm like, nine and a half. Okay, bring me back, guys. Bring me back. And I was like, ooh, eight, eight. And the last scene, I'm like, okay, back to a nine. <laughs> no, this is great. I mean, if you want to hear my soul dying, you should listen to the se- season finale <laughs> of uh, of uh, Fishercast when Illyrio <laughs> talks about. Uh, how the the whole uh, ending didn't work for him <laughs> and killed me inside. Uh, but uh, no, this nine is awesome. There's no better ending to a series than that one. There we go. Thank so you. Let's get that straight. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Kim. Is there anything you need else you need to say about Angel um, or the finale? Or I mean, this is the last time you've had to rate an episode. I know. Like, this is. I, craziness. I will say that. I will say that overall. Um, with the exception of a few episodes here and there, I enjoyed Angel much more than Buffy okay. uh, as series. Um, uh, I don't know if it would have been the same if I had watched it, you know, live if it was airing, because Buffy was right in my wheelhouse as a uh, teen going into her early twenties when the show was on, mm-hmm. just like Sarah Michelle Geller. So I, um, I just, I really liked how grown up Angel felt compared to. Um, Buffy and I, re- I like the darker stories, Juliet and um, Darla. Juliet and- please, Drusilla. Oh, sorry, Drusilla. Excuse me. You know her. Just, of- I, I always call her Juliet. Oh, it's just um, life gets in the way. You're close friends on the outside, so. I wish, <laughs> I wish there was more of them. <laughs> yep. I wish there was this series about them oh, because God. I think that they're like my favorite, <laughs> favorite flashbacks ever. Um. Uh, I don't know because like. Even when Cordelia was the one to sort of come from Sunnydale with them, it just was like a, a to me, it felt natural, even mm-hmm. though she was going to say, oh, we should go to L.A. because she's going to be a star, you know, but she just fit in that world better. I, I don't know if I could have pictured any of the any other of the Scoobies to be with Angel. You know what I mean? Right. Like I couldn't picture Willow in this role. I couldn't. I couldn't even picture Xander. Hmm. You know, not even though there was no romantic whatever. But again, <laughs> rambling on and on. I I really I enjoyed watching Angel m- more than than Buffy because t- Buffy towards the end I was like, guys, I don't know if I can make it through this series. <laughs> you guys, like, you know. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm sad it's done, and I sa- I'm kind of sad knowing a bit of the backstory of how it went down. Yeah, like how Sorry. Uh, how, how they found <laughs> out. No, no, that's fu- that's totally fine. But for a show that was kind of lost its way, but then was finding its way back again, and then to be canceled is just like ah, yeah. You know what? What if they had had one more season? What if they had you know even five more episodes? What if you know? So. 
but I don't know how the story would have gone because apparently Joss was already dipping his toes elsewhere. Yeah. So it's it's you know maybe if David Fury stuck with it, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who who knows? But anyway. I um. We're, I digress. We're, we're I getting into very... like uh, we're getting into stuff we could probably talk about next week in the the series yeah, wrap up. The but wrap uh, up. you know, which I just it's just crazy that you're not going to be like rating any more episodes of the Buffyverse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, <laughs> yeah, wow. and I, I I honestly think I will go back and watch both series. Cool. Um, because we took so much time in between some episodes, and I was the one that I always watched the episode literally minutes before we recorded. Yeah. Simply, simply because I didn't want to be tempted to watch ahead, right? And I would have if um, if I didn't force that on myself. Yeah, there's so, so many great endings to each episode where you're just like, oh yeah. my god, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's yeah, great and, to binge. And I would talk about it fresh while it was fresh in my head, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have. to uh, I wonder how different it would have been if I had time to theorize stuff. If we're, if you had asked me stuff like Kim, what do you think is going to happen next episode? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I oh man I I'm sad that you, like you said I won't have another angel or Buffy anything to see uh, and now I can finally go and read all the uh, articles and Facebook posts that you guys have so it's great I'm so excited that you're in the potential spoilers group it's so freaking funny <laughs> people are probably well, going back like did I write anything bad that. here wow <laughs> uh, I, it took me like probably 15 minutes just to scroll to the first post <laughs> like a couple of days ago. And I get mad because sometimes if, when, I'd, when I'd reply to something and then go back to where I was, it doesn't take you back to where you were. Uh, sometimes it resets it to the beginning. I'm yeah. like, oh! So, and, some, and some of the posts aren't in chronological order. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're yeah. all over the place. I'm just like, I'll scroll through and I'll reply to stuff that I that I find like I need to reply mm-hmm. to, but I, Oh, That's funny. Yeah, I, it's funny going through. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys did this. Like, again, it's like basically watching the show because I'm reading stuff that was happening at the time. And I was like, this was posted in 2013. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know? Yeah. So. And, and the great thing about, I think about the spoiler group is, Probably just knowing that you're reading reading them now is uh, just how <laughs> how like happy like people were like so excited for you guys to get to in a, a certain episode you know yeah um, so oh yeah stuff I was reading like literally posts from like four or five years ago yeah. oh I can't wait till they watch this Angel episode yeah. that's like season four or whatever and I'm like I just watched that so I know what you're talking about so I can reply right. <laughs> right. But yeah, okay. So the stuff that I was spoiled on, I knew that I think I talked about this, but I knew I knew Spike joined the series. I knew Cordelia left the series. I didn't know why. Did we talk about this on, uh, on the? I think we mentioned podcast it podcast before. I think we, we did. may have. Yeah. I knew that I knew Willow was gay. Right. I didn't know about Trachenberg. Did you know about? Sh- um... I knew she was on the show, but I didn't know that she was going to be her little sister that came out of thin air. Did you know about? I didn't ben know Glory? that. No, I didn't know when was going. Like, was dead. I didn't know. I I I vaguely remember Joyce, someone saying that oh Buffy's mom dies, and I was just like oh whatever, not even paying attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I I didn't. I didn't remember it until 
after we had watched the body, I was like, actually, you know what? I did because I, I remember a friend of mine saying something like, "Oh yeah, her mom dies," and it was really sad. And I was just like, "Oh okay, whatever." But and I was trying to remember what else I was. Uh, well, I guess I spoiled the uh, Gabby about <laughs> Angel being a vampire. I honestly <laughs> thought that I thought the world knew that because, like, um, yeah, yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, now I'm just rambling, but I I totally enjoyed this series, and I'm glad that I participated, and I'm pretty pretty ecstatic that I stayed all the way to the end because I'm a completist, so that it <laughs> it, it it fits. I am so too. yeah, for sure. Even though I threatened every week to quit, I I made <laughs> it, guys. I made it. <laughs> I think I said I'm out. Like what season one, episode four of Buffy. <laughs> Yeah, the puppet show episode, maybe. Uh, <laughs> good job. Yes. All right. And it comes full circle with the puppet episode of Angel. Where I was like, guys, <laughs> no the puppets back of all things. <laughs> no. <clears throat> all right. Oh yeah, and then, these, and then in the Facebook group, yeah. you posted a picture of the puppet like from like, six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Let's finish up rating this episode and do some quotes and get out of here. We'll. We got so much uh, great uh, nostalgic talk to get into when we have Gabby and Illyrio on the show. It should be fun. Yeah. Um, so, Steph, what did you think of the series finale? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I, I, okay. What do you say? <laughs> what's left to be said? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's one of the greatest finales ever because it it is. Uh, Right, sticking with the theme of the show of it's a never-ending battle. Mm-hmm. Fight, being good and and being against bad is never-ending. Yeah, there's no way to win. So there was no way to wrap up the show other than that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I just I, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> ten out of ten spine trophies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love this series. I, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll get into it more probably when when we all talk together. But you know, I mean, I remember visiting Illyrio in Montreal and being like, "Okay, you guys are doing Buffy," but I mean, eventually you're gonna have to do Angel because that's what's coming up. You know, like we're in like season two of Buffy. Like after season three, Angels gets his own series. You guys got to do Angel, and, and I, I'll do everything. I will. Uh, <laughs> You know, just get me on. You know, like Galera's like, all right, man. You know, <laughs> we're doing one show and it's a lot of work right now. And uh, like, but you don't understand the stories that cross over. Da, 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 da. So um, I'm just so glad um, that we've gotten to this point, and I'm so so happy and so proud um, of the whole experience. So, um, but the episode <laughs> was pretty freaking awesome too. Um, and so you know, like, I love this show. I love I love how it ends. It it. it Surprises me. I mean, I I love the Buffy ending too, um, but I don't think anything in there like truly like shocks me as like some of the stuff in um, Not Fade Away does, and uh, you know that's what makes it really memorable. It's some painful deaths, some painful shocks. I mean, oh god, I'm just now I'm remembering Anya, uh, even though I forgot that she died a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> that was pretty shocking too. Anyway, we didn't like to so stick it to us, and um, uh, and uh, you know, and I fall for it every time. So it's uh, <laughs> so amazing, so great, 
and uh, I love these characters, and uh, I'm running out of energy, so I'm just going to say 10 out of 10. Um, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, let's let's talk about some ratings here. Um, so power play got eight point three, and um, not fade away uh, ends with a nine point six. So uh, which is the highest rated uh, episode of the season from us? Um, second place goes to Hole in the World, uh, which was a nine. This was nine point six six. Hole in the World was like nine point six two. That's how close it was. Mm, yeah. Oh wait, nope. Actually, <laughs> you're welcome. Was the highest one, nine point seven five. So it goes, you're welcome, wow. and then not fade away, and then hole in the world. So I, I think that works out. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, let's see here, Kim. You thought this series, uh, this season, was a seven point five. Um, Steph, that sounds about right. This season got an eight point. 02 from you and me um, this season got an 8.06 um yeah these I, I should publish these on the Facebook group I've got all the scores in here um maybe I should maybe for the um the next show I'll I'll kind of put point some interesting facts to all you guys but um uh the series all overall um Kim you give it you gave it a it works out you give it a 7.4 <laughs> the series yeah, overall yeah, all your no, scores wow. average together yeah uh steph 8.08 and me really yeah, me it's uh 8.15 numbers i think for me why it was so low is because every episode i was waiting for a jealous i'm waiting for like <laughs> And I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to give it an eight. Mm. And then there'd be like a really bad episode. I'm like, four. (laughs) No, No, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, rate Mm -hmm. rate it however you want to. Um, um, Yeah. Um, That's why I've been having us rate because I wanted to kind of compile all this data. And yeah, I'll get into it for the last episode. More stuff to talk about. Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, let's get into quotes. You guys got any quotes? (laughs) <laughs> um, Harmony. Oh my God, Hamilton. He's not my boyfriend. I mean, I certainly didn't betray, betray you. Drop the act, Harm. It's not the act. I'm really this nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd turn on me. I just didn't know when. What do you mean you knew? Loyalty really isn't high on your list. Oh, is that right? I'll have you know I am damn loyal, dumbass. <laughs> You betrayed me. You're betraying me now, even as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, let's see. Let me have a, a good angel quote. Uh, if the next words out of your mouth are kill Spike, I just might have to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I happen to be the greatest mass murderer you've ever met. <laughs> um, and my other quotes here, uh, actually there's a couple. Um, this is from Spike. My soul is wrapped in harsh repose. Midnight descends in raven-colored clothes, but soft. Behold, a sunlight beam, cutting a swath of glimmering gleam. My heart expands. Tis grown a bulge in it, inspired by your beauty. Effulgent. <laughs> I remember 
uh, when effulgent <laughs> was the word of the day on gas TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah, here's another one. Illyria, I will shred my adversaries. I will pull their eyes out just enough to turn them towards their muling, mutilated faces. Wesley, you're a very inspirational person. Have I mentioned that? <laughs> yeah, muling is a Joss Whedon word. Oh yeah, that. Yep, Loki uses that mm-hmm. uh, in a quote. And, ah, and, that's where we've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Okay, Angel, this may come out a little pretentious, but one of you will betray me, <laughs> Wes. Oh, can I? Deny you three times <laughs> So you know that's a Biblical reference mm-hmm. I crap better magic than this um, Ah Sebastus your maddened servant Has become entangled in my bodily fluids again <laughs> <laughs> Oh god That's all my quotes Any word on Wes Wesley's dead I'm feeling grief for him I can't seem to control it I wish to do more violence Well wishes oh. just happen to be horses today <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're we're a little worn out, I think, at this point. Um, let's wrap it up, um, and we will be back next week, hopefully, with the entire team. Um, Illyria was supposed to be on this one, but um, I think he was really thinking that he could maybe catch up on Angel before um, we got to the se- season finale, series finale, but he just didn't have the time, so... He and Gabby both say that they're going to be on the reunion episode, uh, the wrap-up for a potential cast. So uh, hopefully we can do that. And I have to think of some stuff to talk about. We'll talk about ratings. I'll, I was thinking about doing some trivia and making Gax work as, as a uh, – or even Gax. I don't know. Maybe, Steph, you can help out, I suppose, <laughs> as a team to see if you guys can answer some trivia. Okay. And, I'll try. I'll do my best. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. If you guys have any any feedback you'd love to send to for the wrap-up episode, um, we'd love to hear from you. Redemptioncast at gmail.com. Anything else? <laughs> I think that's, that's it. That's it. Okay, bye, everybody. Namaste. Bye. Let's go to work. <laughs> You're so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs>
Grr, arg.